Hello everyone. This is the first and probably final episode of well, we no, don't know of Cooldowns with Benedict, um, and we have a special guest tonight, uh, which is the creator of and host of Cooldowns with Colin, Colin Leibold. Hello. <laughs> um, hello, Colin. How are you doing? Hello, Benedict. I'm doing well. I'm I'm a little nervous about this experience yeah. because. <laughs> As we were talking about before, you have control of this situation. You can direct yeah. the course of this conversation. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm as usual, perfectly prepared for it. Mm -hmm. um, so you, yesterday uh, was, I would say, a somewhat special day. You did, like, the first, like, real kind of workout-ish after a very, very long time. It's been, right? it's been a long layoff. Yes, the first running workout. So you've, I did. You've, you've, you've been you've been hammering on it on the elliptical. Like <laughs> I have been hammering on the elliptical. I've done. I did three workouts. I did one in December. Uh, got injured during that workout, and then two in January. Got injured during the second one of those. So this was the first one that I came out of feeling okay. So you're feeling healthy, nothing, how are the calves, how is the... The, the calves are good, yeah. So I, I've been getting away from the healthy, not healthy binary mm -hmm. over these past eight months because, um, to give a little background, I guess I had an Achilles injury in May and kept me out of running until September-ish, and then it's just been a long road back from there. Um, and so... I hesitate to use the word healthy mm -hmm. because there's always something that's going to be bothering you and mm -hmm. limiting you. And so right now, I'm thinking more about my fitness as a limiting factor than a body part. Yeah. And that's a good feeling. That is, that is amazing. So let's back up all the way to, I guess, May or a little bit before that, uh, I think Peyton Jordan, where you ran an amazing 5K. Uh, just talk about that race, just very briefly. So, yeah, so the 5K was, it was Stanford Invite. Oh, so Stanford that was right, okay. like March. March. Late March, early April. So that was a 5K. Um, training had been going very well leading up to it. And I felt fit and very ready to go. Um, I, yeah, I felt like Dina's training had put me in a great spot to run a good 5K. We'd been doing a lot of tempo stuff that I hadn't necessarily done in college, and then hitting some 5K workouts that felt manageable. I always mm -hmm. felt like in college, the 5K workouts, people built it up, and you almost had to treat it as a race. Um, but with Dina, you do like 8 by a K at 5K pace, and it's not that big of a deal. I mean, the, the, I, I remember like you being extremely fit back then, and, and you could just tell like you know just not just how fast the workouts were, but just how composed you were doing them, just, you know, like, it seemed like while all of us were suffering, or especially me, I was <laughs> suffering, and you were just, you know, just, like, doing it faster and, and longer, and, and looking looking relaxed doing well, it, and, it and looking yeah, in control. It definitely felt good, and I, I, I do feel like it helped having a big group, and, like, uh, had you to, to push during the 300s, and then... Like, Matt and I were working really well together, so it was, like, definitely a, a group effort getting to that point. But then the race itself, um, yeah, I got into the fast heat of Stanford Invite 5K, which is a great opportunity, and uh, had talked to Dina beforehand, and she wanted to know what I thought I was capable of running and, and what she should seed me at, and I 
I had said 1340. Um, my PR at the time was 1350. So race goes out. Uh, it's a fast pace. It's a rabbit, obviously, because um, it's Stanford Invite. And I'm, like, feeling pretty good through a mile. Then 2K, it really starts to hurt. And um, 2K is also where the race kind of broke up. So a bunch of people fell off the lead pack. And at that moment, I thought back to something that Dina had told me before the race. This was a great piece of coaching by Dina Evans. She, before the race, she was like, okay, you're in the fast heat. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision whether to go with the race or not. If you don't go with the race, you may as well not be in this heat. And And it's just cold, hard truth. So at that moment, (laughs) she does. At that moment in my, in my mind, I was thinking, if I don't go with the race right now, I may as well not be in this heat. So I went the race and as 5Ks go, it, that was like a hard part, but then it didn't just progressively get harder from there. I had a, like a lap or two where I felt decent. And then at that point, it and was like, close, like, yeah. And, and at that point there's five or six guys. And so you're just racing you're not thinking about how much you're hurting. And, um, so yeah, at that point, you know, there were a couple of moves that were made. Someone made a big move with like 500 to go mm-hmm. and I kind of laid off for a little bit and then made mine with 300 to go and couldn't quite catch the top three, but finished in fourth, closed well and ran I think it was like 1339.6, so right around the time that Dina and I had talked about. So, nice. yeah, it was, it was an awesome race, great experience, PR, um, really fun thing to be a part of. So that was the peak, kind of. And then when did it start? When did you start hurting? Like, what, what happened after that? So I'd say, I think it was two weeks later where I paced the Stanford Twilight 5K and mm-hmm. then raced to 1500 the next day. And I think it was that weekend where I started to feel some pain in the Achilles um, and then that continued over the next week as these things do but also as these things happen I decided that it wouldn't be that big of a deal mm-hmm. and that well I, you're I, you're you're like right in the shape of your life right, right? like you want to just you know just keep going you exactly. know like that's, I, one, I, that's one of the hardest things about our sport is yeah. knowing when to back off and right. so like all the previous few months, I had been doing two workouts, strides, and a long run every week. Right. And so I was like, all right, that's what I have to do. Two right. workouts, strides, and a long run. So I and it had been working that. amazingly up to that point. Right, right. right. Um, and so then it was probably just compounding um, the problem. And then by Peyton Jordan, or that weekend uh, after the race, it became unmanageable. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. And then there was uh, the long, the long winter over the summer. <laughs> long winter over the summer, yeah. So I, I was in Ireland, uh, and I, I had booked that flight in like March when I was really fit, thinking I'd go to Europe and do some racing, and so, um, I didn't do any racing, but it ended up being a nice, uh, like vacation. So. I do not regret the fact that I went to Ireland because I got to hang out with my family a little bit, um, did this writing retreat with my mom, which was fun, um, met a lot of my uh, then-girlfriend, now fiancé's family. We'll get uh, to that, don't cool. worry. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I got to explore Ireland. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so I, I 
didn't think much about running during that time, which was really nice. It was like a true vacation. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about that. I mean, you know, getting injured is often not just you know it's it's physical damage uh, in your body, but you know it's often really really tough mentally, right? It's it's not just the phys- physiological stuff. It's it's a really tough mental time, and and you know it's it's been taking almost until like now, hopefully, to really get back. Like it's a really really long time. How like. How did you get through that? Was that hard for you? Like, can you talk about the mental aspect of getting injured? It was definitely hard, yeah. And I think a lot of the reason that it was hard, at least for me, is just because running is so wrapped up in my identity. My identity is that I am a runner. And a runner who can't run is kind of a sad thing. <laughs> it's like, you don't you don't get that in other in other things. Like a computer scientist who all of a sudden loses the ability to code... I don't think that happens that often. You're a computer scientist. I uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, so that's definitely a hard thing. Well, it's, it's extremely common for for athletes and especially runners, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so there's like a period where you're coming to grips with the fact that you are a runner who can't run, and mm-hmm. um, facing that can be a difficult thing. Uh, so that's a hard thing. And then the other thing that I found the hardest is the uncertainty around it, especially with an injury like the. Achilles injury Mm -hmm. it could take six months it could take six hours and Mm -hmm. then it feels better um so you just never really know when it's going to get better or what will get it better and so I went through a period going to a bunch of different doctors and specialists and trying different exercises um and I got in this weird loop where I would try and exercise like really hard for mm-hmm. a couple of days and then be like, oh, it's not working. I'm going to switch to something else, which probably was not the best way to go about doing it. But it was part of that like Yeah, you almost try to like, right, like beat your body, like, you know, just fight against your body while you should be working with your body mm-hmm. in some ways and, and give it some some room to breathe. But. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a challenging challenging experience um have you been injured for that long before never for that long so I yeah I started running my seriously my sophomore year of high school and the longest layoff I had had before that was six weeks and this was May to like September of no running so that was like four months and then another couple months of not not too much in the way of running Uh, not not doing workouts really right yeah the well, what would you say was like the, the toughest, the lowest point, or like when, like yeah. So there have definitely been low points where, uh, I mean, I've had thoughts in my mind of you will never race again. This is that's it, and I feel like that's every runner at our level who has this kind of an injury will have that thought at some point. And, uh, it's not a, it's not a fun one to have. Nope, it's not a, yeah, Um, I can imagine. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, the one that sticks in my mind is, uh, the workout I did in January, um, with Matt, my, my roommate, who's also been on the podcast, 
Um, twice. Twice. He's been on the podcast twice. He gets. He, has. he gets. So yeah. He's gotten a lot of twice airtime. Twice love. Yeah. Exactly. You've now been on the podcast twice. <laughs> uh, I'm hosting my own podcast That's... right now. This has nothing to do with your podcast. <laughs> I don't true. know what you're talking about here. <laughs> this is cool down to Benedict. You're right. Um, so episode one, season one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So a low point was it was probably about a month ago now, five weeks ago or something like that, uh, where I did a tempo with Matt up at Sawyer Camp and. Uh, I had done a workout that Tuesday, it was a fartlek with Ben, and that had gone really well, and then I had some like half tightness over the next couple of days, um, and then the workout was Saturday, I knew I was going to do a workout, but I didn't know what it was, and then I got like really excited when I found out I was going to be with Matt, because mm-hmm. I was like, I had been looking forward to working out with Matt for such a long time, mm-hmm. and so we do it, I'm doing four miles, he's doing six, and so I like go out three with him, and then turn around, and I've got one more mile to go. And the pace is definitely hard because I'm not in Matt's shape right now, mm-hmm. but I was able to manage it, so I was kind of feeling good about myself. Um, and then my calf, like, gradually started to get tighter. Mm-hmm. And then with probably literally 10 yards to go in the workout, my calf, like, seized up. And it was the same thing that had happened to me in December, so I recognized the feeling. And I... I was two miles away from from our starting point, and I couldn't run because it it was, it like, was like that, that tight. Up. Yeah, I like could not run, so I just started limping back. And as I was walking, lots uh, of thoughts going through your head. Like... Yeah, and so the first the first like five minutes of that were were rough, and then afterwards. I am proud of myself. I was able to appreciate the scenery of Sawyer Camp. Which is, is uh, beautiful, beautiful, right? Beautiful, so uh, yeah. I used that to distract myself. And then once I got back to everyone else, it's fine because there's like a group around. Yeah. But yeah, those, the the incident and then the next five minutes, were, that was definitely a low point. That's a, yeah. So the, did you, so the, the injury moved from your Achilles, your, your Achilles was hurting, and but then later on it was your calf? Yeah, which I think is probably not atypical for... Mm-hmm. Uh, long-term injuries because you have the injury and then you kind of change your stride because it hurts a little bit to run and then you're like doing a bunch of exercises to t- take the load off the place where it hurts and then putting load onto another place mm-hmm. and so I think that was my issue um, and it's that compounded with the fact that you're not able to do the things that you used to be able to do but you don't necessarily know that like I mm-hmm. I was not capable of doing a full week of training mm-hmm. when I did that full week of training mm-hmm. but I just assumed that I'm going to be able to do it because like I'm the same person yeah. so I should be able to do it but really I hadn't but had your body like, isn't quite the same exactly the body the, is not the, the, same. the mind might be but you know the um, so the I want to talk about two things like I think one thing that you did very different from from other runners that I've seen injured is that you very much stuck around. Like, I mean, you did cool downs with Colin, like you showed up almost every Tuesday, whether you were running, like doing an hour long run or or, or not even running, you just like, you know, you were always around. And like, I feel like injured runners, you sometimes have it like people are just gone, like this, you know, and and that probably doesn't really, you know, while while you're so, like, it's probably not, 
all happy thoughts when you see the other guys, you know, like obviously you probably hopefully cheer for us, but you know, it's, uh, you, you wish you were out there, right? Like, I'm sure that's not the easiest either. Like, like what can you talk about, you know, still sticking around? Like, was that a deliberate decision? You know, did that help you in the end? Like, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it kind of was a deliberate decision in some ways, but most of it was just that I enjoy being around and I enjoy participating. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that we have a team where everyone can kind of contribute in their own way. So me sticking around was me like trying to find a way to participate. Mm -hmm. And so if cheering is the, the way that I can participate on a day, then I'll do that. If like taking pictures of people <laughs> while riding on my bike can like make them laughter in a workout, then I'm going to do that. But so a lot of that was just like, I want to have something to do on this team because I think it's a really cool team. So I'm going to stick around. And that was, I'd say most of the reason why I started cool downs with Colin, because I was trying to find ways to participate even though I couldn't run. So hence the podcast. Hence, hence the podcast. Hence I was going to ask about that next. Yeah. yeah. The, so you, you, you started cool downs with Colin, like is this uh, indicative of a future career in journalism? Well, so, so <laughs> I was, you know, there's a lot of money in, 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 in running journalism. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Let's <laughs> the, run. Uh, ask the brojos. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think they've got a GoFundMe. They do do great stuff. Really. Like, no, I mean, one of, we love, uh, we love running for, journalism. Exactly. But it's, I mean, and the fact that there isn't money in it makes it, uh, all the more inspiring that, yeah. that people do stuff like that. But, um, no, I was having a thought, uh, last week or two weeks ago about a med school related podcast. Cause that's my, my next move on the horizon. Um, and I want to do a podcast called personal statement where, you, where I talk to my classmates and ask them like the questions that are in a personal statement, but it's like a conversation. Um, cool. because you only get to write the personal statement when you're applying, but then no after you actually, yeah, exactly, no one, no one cares after that, but, but after you actually like know what med school is like, you don't get to rewrite it, but <laughs> I feel like you should be able to. So I, yeah, I enjoy, That's awesome. I think I enjoy like these types of conversations, um, where you're like deliberate, deliberately having a conversation. That's really cool. So yeah. You, 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 um, so you hinted at, at med school, so, uh. While you're running live, you weren't really running forward, but uh, you're, the rest of your life really moved forward in, in a gigantic way. So, yeah, tell us about med school. Yes, my life, it did move forward. <laughs> um, so, med you school... You just took the elliptical for the life and... <laughs> I did. And went down. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I applied to med school starting last spring. Um, I... Yeah, I had been thinking about it since undergrad. I did the pre-med courses in undergrad, but wasn't ready to apply. I still wanted to do a fifth year, um, so that's why I came out here. And after my fifth year, I was like, I still kind of want to run yeah. and like see what I can do. And so I kind of was like delaying a little bit, but I took the MCAT during my fifth year, applied this past year, and then one interview, one acceptance. Which is all you need. That's all you need. Uh, no one um, asked about the rest. So yeah, I got into one school, and I'm excited about it. It's UMass in Worcester, Massachusetts, and taking in talents out east, out to to the east coast, um, which I'm very excited about. I 
I love it out. It, it might be warmer there right now than here, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cold is... here. It has. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. I, yeah, California's great, but um, yeah. family is on the East Coast, so. Do you think you're still more an East Coast person? Uh, y- yes. Yes? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, just, uh... I, my family's on the East Coast, so, well, and I, the world, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a family guy. I love family it guy. out here, though. Like, okay. running at Baylands is one of the best places <laughs> ever in the world. Yeah? And then, yeah, I love running at Baylands. I prefer, like, do you prefer Baylands or sorry again? So, I love my morning runs at Baylands. Okay, yeah. Because I live there, and... So I have like I feel like I have a special relationship with the Mountain View Valens and like okay. all the all the birds that are always there on Monday morning are there and so I, I the mosquito the mosquito yeah, the bugs are there. that you yeah. get when you <laughs> exactly like run during certain ah, times of the year it's beautiful it's beautiful um, you get that protein shake <laughs> so but uh, so I feel like I have a special relationship with Valens but then Sawyer Camp is just objectively a beautiful place yeah. to look at. Like, Baylands, admittedly, sometimes does not look beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes it looks and smells, it smells fairly bad. <laughs> yeah, the, we, we ran up um, up on... I did, like, uh, I ran the dish loop today, and then also did Arasadero, uh, like, uh, foothills, all the way up to the foothills, mm-hmm. where you could, like, it dwarfed the dish hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you could see upon the dish hill, and upon, like, uh, you could, I think you could see up to San Francisco and all of the Bay. So amazingly beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, I was cooling down from my dish loop. Um, and did you do the dish race? This I morning? did do the dish race, this morning, and I don't <laughs> want to talk. How did it go? I got an embarrassing second place. Oh, did the, Max beat you? No, Max didn't show up. He was really? sleeping. Who, uh, who beat you? Justin Hall beat me fair and square. Like wow. I can't say anything against you. You did do a really hard long run yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, not, yeah. Not two days ago, I think it was uh, the. Um, I didn't. Like, my, my leg is hurting a little bit, mm. and, and the downhill, I wasn't going full speed. But he, he had, even the gap before that, he beat me fair and square. He was in good shape, and he's running Napa Marathon next week, so I wish him best oh, luck cool. for that. Mm-hmm. And the, but either way, uh, I didn't get to defend my title, which, which was sad. Anyway, I did the dish race, did a cool down, and then Max and, uh, I saw Max and Trevor in a car, and they basically kidnapped me to do another 10 miles up wow. to, to Foothills. Um, so it was an 18-mile day with a lot of climbing. Holy moly. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, just beautiful running in this area. No, so, so med school, you, you, that's, I mean, congrats. That's amazing. Thank Dr. you. Dr. Dr. Leewald, yeah, you're going to be... Not yet. Not yet, but soon to be. <laughs> Hopefully. The, um, do you know what kind of medicine you want to do? Like, is that... Um, not entirely. I know that... I am interested more in kind of prevention than treatment. I don't have mm-hmm. that much of a desire to be a surgeon. You don't um, want to cut people up? And, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I don't think I'd be... It's not necessarily the cutting people up. It's just that I'd ra- I'm would i more passionate about, like, diet and exercise. So yeah. I kind of want to... I, I feel like the best treatments that we have are diet, exercise, sleep, and mindfulness-based stress reduction, just in terms of, like, public health treatments, and I think that they should be equally distributed among the population than Mm -hmm. are now. So I feel like that's where the the work should go into, or at least my work should go into. 
But do you want to help people with long-term Achilles injuries? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I definitely, I have been, I read so much about Achilles injury <laughs> treatment. I feel like, yeah. yeah, I could. I feel like the problem, though, as a runner, you know, like, uh, with sports medicine in yeah. particular, uh, is that, you know, like, as a doctor, you usually you treat uh, people or, or, you know, you're trained as a doctor to treat people that are, are sick and, and really ill, right? And like, if, if you say, when it ru- when I run, it hurts, then, you know, the best answer as a doctor that you give is stop running. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's, it's fairly easy, right? Like, uh, you know, but it's that's... Six months of rest and you'll probably be okay. <laughs> that's just not what a runner wants to hear. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so there are great people who treat runners. Like the guy I finally got what I felt like was my best treatment. And there were other doctors who I got, I felt like good treatment from, but... Um, it's a chiropractor down in Arizona named John Ball, and he's just like, he knows so much about how, um, what running does to joints and how mm-hmm. to make joints move better. Yeah. And um, so he he's like the guy for, for runners, and he... The he, magic hands. He delivers incredible health care for runners. But I feel like if you ask mo- most doctors about what he does, they might say that it's interesting or um, fine that, you know, he can he can get people to run in a couple of days, whereas someone else might be able to get them to run in a couple of months. But yeah. that, like, they wouldn't think that that's a necessarily a priority for yeah. the medical industry to be getting elite yeah. runners to run faster. <laughs> no, but I think it, it's, it's extremely, well, it's important for us. Right. right. And, and yeah, and it's something and that I, yeah. I find very interesting and am interested in. So yeah, I would not rule out sports medicine. Yeah, that's pretty Certainly. cool. The, um, so when are, you, when are you moving out? So I'll move out. Uh, I'll probably stay here till the end of June. So I'd, I'd like to qualify for the USA championships, which are June 23rd and 24th. And in? In Des Moines. In Des Moines. They're, in, they're at Drake this year. Oh, so, nice. um, yeah, that's something that I definitely want to try to do. And then I'll start driving east in July. Heading east. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, well, the you already took it away a little bit, but uh, the... the it's been probably the most exciting thing that has been going on and something that I'm sure that also helped during your time of injury uh, and, you know, like while waiting for med school results is that you have an incredible ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, until she, she was your girlfriend until um, uh, February 15th. February 15th. You've got the date. I wow. got the date, yeah, of course. Uh, no. that, that means a lot. Um, Thank means, you. <laughs> uh, so what happened on February 15th? <laughs> on February 15th, I, uh, I offered her a ring, and I asked her a question. And the question was, will you marry me? And she said yes, which was quite amazing. That's really amazing, when you, yeah. When you think about it. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is a crazy question to ask. Because yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be doing 40 <laughs> years down the road. No. Nope. Neither does she. But hopefully you'll be doing it together. Yeah, I guess we've so what's, to do what's, that. So what's her name? The <laughs> so her name is Ashling, um, Ashling Cuff. And um, yeah, we met out here uh, at Stanford. And she lives in Providence, Rhode Island now, which, as luck would have it, is about 45 minutes away from Worcester. I'm sure that wasn't just luck. <laughs> <laughs> it was not just luck. <laughs> the, I mean, 
those things. But the, so you met Ashling during your fifth year at Stanford. I, I met her during my fifth year. Yep. How? So. Where? Where? Like how? What? What sparked? Or when did it spark? So, we met probably my second day here. Um, the Stanford team has this tradition where they do speed dating, and so it's like a two-minute uh, mini date that all the guys do with all the girls. And so I first, I think that was the first time I spoke with her. And um, I, I recently learned that she thought that the questions that I asked were <laughs> annoying, which... What did you enough, ask? I asked her... Um, I was like asking her personal questions about right. boys. So right. they were annoying. <laughs> yeah, I, will, I was that annoying fifth year. Um, uh, but with these but, books, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, she didn't count me out. And then, yeah, then we went on a trip up to Mammoth. And um, I remember that she was the person who was, like, organizing dinner on the last night and trying to make sure that all the food was was eaten. And I don't know. I thought that was cool because she <laughs> showed leadership qualities. And uh, I don't know. I was also into the fact that she didn't want to waste food. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of those... One of those traits that I guess I do have in common with California. And um, so then... You just waste water, yeah? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, we were the only two, or like two of the only people on the team who didn't have meal plans. So at some point we agreed to start cooking dinner together. And they were really How nice. Convenient. <laughs> so, um, and our, our, the first dinner we cooked together was supposed to be at my place at 6 p.m., 6 p.m. sharp. And I, like, I'm running late. I don't remember from what. And I, I, like, pull into the Trader Joe's parking lot at, like, 5.58 p.m. And I haven't even gotten anything for dinner. And I, like, run in and I'm feeling really stressed and everything. And I almost literally run into her. And she's, like, running around trying to get vegetables or whatever. Uh, so that was, that was a funny thing. That's great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then started dating and... The rest, I suppose, is history. Yeah. When when did you feel like when did you feel like you knew like that so, she's kind of the one? Yeah, I I think it, it it's like a gradual thing. Yeah. And then I had like a very strong thought that that she was the one. Um, New Year's Eve. So this, like this uh, past New Year's wow, Eve. Okay. Yeah. And she was down visiting my family, and we were all at my grandparents' house, and it's. All my cousins and my grandparents and all my family all stay in the same house for a week, and it's a great week, and I really enjoy being there. And she was there for a couple of days and felt very comfortable having her around my cousins and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, New Year's Eve, I definitely had a strong thought that if I if I had a ring right now, I'd definitely think about it. <laughs> Um, That's amazing. But then I was just going back and forth in my head about it for the three weeks after. Sure. And it's just, uh, <laughs> it's torturous. Because it's like, I don't know. You have that feeling, but then you start thinking about it, and you're like, That oh, means a lot, yeah. It means a lot. What? I don't, yeah. And then it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do f- two years down the road. I don't know. Like, yeah. what What right do I have to, to ask her to, to marry her future to mine? Um, but then... I think it's something that you can't think about too much, or at least that's what I think now. I haven't even been married, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. But that helped me was that uh, just to stop thinking about it and go with my well, I mean, if, if you feel like you know it's right, then I'm sure you know. I think it's uh, that's amazing. Um, and then you know, like the, the so the last year, 
or well, at least the last uh, what is it? The last year she's been living. It's been a year and a half. Yeah, we like so she our fifth year. I it was my fifth year was also her fifth year, and then mm-hmm. after her fifth year, she moved to Providence. Oh yeah, that must have been. That probably wasn't easy easy either, right? Or how did you make that work? Just yeah. Um, a lot of FaceTimes. A lot of FaceTimes. Um, visit each other. Writing often. letters, visiting. Um, yeah, visiting has been nice. Like I've seen her probably most months since she's been away. Because she spends winters in Arizona. Yeah. Um, so it's easy enough to get down to, to Scottsdale. And then she's come out here a couple of times. And, yeah. Um, yeah. That's very Christmas, important. That's and then, something. so, so uh, do you, like, do you guys have a date yet? Or... Um, so... Like, do you know yet, or do you want to say, like, you have a date yet? You can, it's not a... It's you not don't a, have to disclose everything you're about, right? <laughs> <laughs> we can keep some secrets from cooldowns yeah. with Benedict. Um, tentative date, uh, will be in September. Wow. It's kind That's of so cool. Tentatively. And then, and you'll be living close to, to each other. Exactly. It's yes. amazing. So, uh, also, I, like, I would be... Remiss, and, and uh, if I didn't ask uh, about the play-by-play of, of, of February fifteenth, like <laughs> give play me by play. Give All me, right, give me the details. So uh, I'll set the scene. Set the scene. Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay. It's uh, it had snowed the day before, so we start the day, and this, so this is we're in Flagstaff because I uh, she's like planned out a Valentine's week slash weekend trip. And uh, I didn't know where we were going, and so it turned out we were going to Flagstaff. But I kind of thought we might be going to Flagstaff. So, um, and I had brought I had brought the ring down with me. I had gotten the ring the Saturday what, before. What kind of ring is it? Oh, it's so. a nice It's a nice ring. So the diamond comes from my mom, which is the special part about it, I guess. And then the band is kind of simple, but with a little pattern to it. Um, and I. Had, Picked it out with the help of a, a very helpful jeweler, Chestnut Hill Jewelry in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Home of the NFL champion. Home of the Eagles. <laughs> Home yes. of the Eagles. Um, so we go for a run in the morning on Woody Mountain Road, which is this great red dirt road, like the classic Flagstaff Road, um, that I had run on a lot in years past. But I'd never been there in the winter, so it was cool to see there was like snow on the side of the road. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And um, I have the ring in my jacket all day this day. And so I I was checking my pocket (laughs) all the time. I constantly had a hand in my pocket. Um, And I had left my jacket in the car when we went out to run. And like halfway out, I realized that she was going shorter than me. And so I started freaking out for like a mile that she'd find the ring in my pocket pocket and no and the surprise would be ruined but she did not fortunately but then after the run that's what she says right that's what she says yeah exactly uh after the run we've got free afternoon so i suggest going up to aspen corner and this is this is the spot that i've had in my mind for if we go to flagstaff i'm going to propose at this spot what is aspen corner Uh, aspen corner is halfway up the uh, san francisco peak um, mountain, um, I think it's San Francisco Mountain, and uh, there's a ski slope up there above Aspen Corner, but Aspen Corner is it's about 9,000 feet of elevation, which apparently is where Aspen trees grow really well, and I think Aspen trees are so cool. The, the cool thing about Aspen trees is that 
they grow in groves, and in the grove, they are all this. They share a common root, like it's all the same tree with the okay. same genetics, mm-hmm. and so it just pops up wherever conditions are really good for an aspen tree, which I think is really cool. They also look nice. And I'll, I'll have to Google aspen trees because I totally don't know what they are. But aspen trees are <laughs> fantastic. They're like uh, these like thin white trees. Um, don't have branches down at the low parts, so groves. Um, it's like a bunch of skinny white trees uh, that like look very nice um, and you can kind of see I don't know google them they okay, look I'll cool google. they look cool and I've been there in the summer but I'd never been in the winter and so I wanted to see what the trees look like in the snow and I know that I knew that Ashling also liked aspen trees and aspen corner so that was the spot and so I was like alright cool uh and then I was like, well, if I do it, it'd be nice to have pictures because all my family's going to want pictures. Yeah. And so then... And, and the future, you know. Yeah, and it's just yeah, <laughs> like, for posterity. For, for posterity. Right. Um, so a friend of mine was training in Flagstaff at the time, and I'd been texting her because I was trying to... We were trying to hang out before she left because she was going to leave the following day. And um, we'd been texting, and I was like, are you doing anything this afternoon? She's like, no, pretty free. And so I was like, cool, I'm going to propose to Ashling. We'd love for you to be there and take pictures. And uh, she was like, well, come. So we we pick her up, Katrina, um, my friend from Georgetown, and we start driving. And I'd been feeling pretty good prior to this. Um, like, I made the decision to mm-hmm. propose three weeks prior. Yeah. And I had not had great periods of nervousness in those three weeks. I think mostly because I was trying to like figure things out. Was, oh, and that's also uh, probably a good sign, no doubt. Like, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I, and I had been talking to like, her mom and her sister and like trying to get a ring. and So there was, there was practical things to do, and so I didn't have that much time to be nervous. And, but then driving, it became very real. It was like, this is going to happen. <laughs> so I got very nervous. Um, but fortunately, Katrina was in the back chatting about the Netflix shows that she'd been watching. So she and Ashling just started chatting, and that was good. Um, and so anyway, we get to Aspen Corner. Turns out you can't park at Aspen Corner in the winter. You're not allowed to because they've got snow. Wow. So I was like, oh, no. What are we going to do? So we are, like, driving around this mountain trying to look for a parking spot, and we find, like, one pull-off that's, that's probably about a mile down, mm-hmm. but the scenery doesn't look nearly as good. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, we're parking illegally. That's okay. what we're going to do. <laughs> so we go out, we park illegally, and then we start like walking through the snow, and it's a nice hike, and uh, you get on this trail, and you start walking down a hill, and then you have the option to turn right uh, down this trail, which is where you go to get to the really big aspen groves. And so I was thinking... In my head, that was the spot that I was going to do it at. But then when I got there, I realized that I had never walked to these groves before. I had only ever run to these groves. For all I know, they could be a mile and a half away. (laughs) And we were not going to trek a mile and a half in the snow and sneakers. Uh, That would just not be as as fun. And so I decided not to turn there, and I, I just keep on walking. And then... Uh, after a couple more steps, we like get out into this clearing where you can kind of see the valley below and some other hills in the distance. And it had been kind of cloudy, but the sun started peeking through. 
And so then, before I had too much time to, to stop and think about it, I, I think I said out loud, well, this is as good a spot as any. And then I, and then I turned around, and then... Um, Did you opened, kneel down in the I knelt, snow? I knelt in the knelt snow. And... I opened the ring box upside down. <laughs> I was, my brain was not working properly. The, 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 the ring didn't drop. It did it not did. drop, thankfully. Yeah, because it was... It's like a, it was the deep it, snow, yeah. Yeah, it's a deep snow, and it's like a white ring. I could have been it. And, uh, it did not drop. Next summer, you'll get the ring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll go back here when it's melted. Um, and I had... I'd rehearsed a thing to say, but I forgot it in the moment. <laughs> so I said, said some words, ended it with, will you marry me? And she asked me if I was serious <laughs> multiple times. And then at some point, she said yes. Ah, and that's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah so it was, yeah, it was a great day. That is so cool. How, like, uh, how do you feel afterwards? Like, uh, very, so lots of adrenaline, <laughs> kind of tingly. Um, would not have been able to drive safely, probably. <laughs> so Katrina offered to drive, which was really nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was just like very, very tingly. And then spent most of the rest of the afternoon like FaceTiming family. Yeah. And uh, so talked to her, her parents and um, her sister and my sister and my dad. And my mom's phone had died. So she didn't, we didn't yeah. talk to her for the next, like, four or five hours. And so uh. she knew that it was going to be either that day or the next day. And so she was, she was, yeah, like, just sweating it out. Um, and... Did she say no? no like, uh, the fear of your mom. I wonder what your mom was thinking in that yeah, situation. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she definitely, she wanted to talk to us. But, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, and then... That was the day. Got some Mexican food for dinner. And that was that. That's amazing. That's so mm -hmm. beautiful. Wow, that, I mean, congrats. I, I was, I, like, you sent us, I think, a Snapchat. and uh, That's how news travels these that's days. That's how news travels these days. And I was literally smiling the rest of the day. Like, it was just, it made me really happy. Yeah, and, I'm glad to hear that. And, and I, I think, yeah. Yeah, it gave me, it was... It was a very happy thing to share the news, too, because yeah. most people got very... I, everyone that I shared the news with got very happy. Well, I so. think that's because everybody like that, that knows you and knows you, too, or knows that you're great people and you're also an amazing couple. So Well, thank you it's, for it saying seems that. Like, it's very kind. It seems like an, the right thing, and um, yeah. Love is beautiful. <laughs> for all you lovers out there. Amen to that. People who are searching for love. <laughs> This is getting into like uh, Delilah. There is yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's no. like a self help podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're for all your worries, just you know, if you're ever injured, get healthy and then propose. <laughs> it's, yeah, I had a good experience doing. Had that. a good experience, yeah. and um, that is amazing. Yeah, we actually found out a week a week prior. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, you were you asked a very prescient question. Uh, yeah, it's so I think like we were getting dinner after a Tuesday workout and um, somehow I guess maybe just being a nosy person or, or you had just come back from seeing Ashley, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you had just seen her and then I, I asked like something along those lines, is there like any any new rings or something? <laughs> and you were like, no, but actually <laughs> I'll propose next week. And I was like, whoa, that was uh, bingo. <laughs> 
yeah. just got lucky, man. <laughs> you did, yeah. It kind of, it surprised me. Like, she asked that question, and that's what I've been thinking about, like, 24 hours out of the Yeah, the you, you just seemed days. happy, I don't so, know, like, you seemed, seemed uh, I mean, you're generally a happy person, but you seem to be smiling even more, and... Um, uh, I just I just got lucky. Your <laughs> yeah. perception. <laughs> no, the, that's so. I mean, that's amazing. So, just one final question, quickly. What is your? I mean, what is your plan for the season? Do you have a plan, or do you just are you just gonna play it by ear? Because so there will it's there so will uncertain. yeah there will be some playing by ear. Um, I do have things that I want to try to do, and so. I'd like to try to run the Cherry Blossom 10-miler, which is in D.C. second weekend of April. And I've run it once before in eighth grade. And, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. And you I'm, think you'll, you'll break your personal course record? I hope so, I yeah. So. <laughs> I think I ran right around 80 minutes. Uh, so, hopefully. Um, but... And I'm also coaching some of my family members who are running it, so I think that could be a fun thing. And I haven't like seen my family in person since I got engaged, so that could be another fun thing. Um, so, and and it'll be, it'll be if it is my first race, it'll be a good first race because I will have nothing to base it off yeah. of. It's not like a five k where I've I've tried to PR in the five k every year. Yeah. since I was 14. Yeah. It's like a race that I rarely have ever run, so I can just go out there and kind of run hard. Um, but having said that, I do I do want to qualify for USAs and compete well at USAs in the 5K. Which you did uh, in some ways last year. You would have run that. Right, the time did qualify. Um, so, But this time, the you goal will be to get there and yeah. compete. Yeah. Um, so those those are some goals. I'd also love to get in a mile, too. I, yeah? You know... I, as an American boy growing up, you you have a dream to break four on the mile, yeah. and so that's that's a dream that I have. And it's 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 not the you've run uh, what have you run for the fifteen so hundred? I've run three forty two point eight. But you know three forty two point eight. Well, you know you can look on sheets, and there it says it's equivalent. It's not the same. It's, it's not, not a sub four minute mile. It is not. No. It's a sub three forty three fifteen hundred. It is. But it's not a sub four minute mile. Yeah. No. So. I mean. That's uh, something that I can definitely relate to, that goal. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that will be fun. Well, uh, I think that's it for Cooldowns with uh, Benedict. The next time you hear me on is, is when the next straw member gets engaged. So <laughs> we'll see. The race is on. <laughs> you're like a you're like relief pitcher. You relief come pitcher, out, yeah. You come yeah. Out when an engagement happens. Oh, so. exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. Yeah.